Welcome to Brand by Design with your host, certified BG5 business consultant, myself, Ashley Brianna Eve. The goal of this podcast is to help you create a clear, consistent, creative, personal brand to help you stand out and get paid for what you are best at. If you are ready to leverage your unique expertise and build a highly profitable, personally fulfilling business, this is the place. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, everybody. I am honored to have you here. And I have to say, if you hear chicks chirping, you aren't hearing things. (laughs) It is baby chicks that I have in my office. My office kind of doubles as a hatching zone for my chicken business. I breed heritage breeds of chickens and silkies. And yeah, our first batch of the year is here. And the best place in the house for regulating temperature and keeping them quarantined while their vaccines take effect is my office and the bathroom that attaches to it. So needless to say, there is some chirping and distractions going down in my office lately. All right, let's dive right into this episode. This, I have to say, is as much a reminder for you as it is for me and as much of an invitation for you as it is for me. This is something that I've been reflecting on and it's really interesting because last night I wasn't sleeping very well. I've been sleeping like a rock lately and I wasn't sleeping very well last night. And I'm actually grateful for those nights I don't sleep well because it's actually when I am at a point of pure exhaustion sometime, which is the only time I'm really seeing what I need to see. And so last night between not sleeping then really vivid dreams, I had such a breakthrough and a message that was brought through in my lucid dreaming. And ultimately the message, if I was to boil it down, and then of course we'll pull apart the threads here together, is sometimes your deepest work is a journey back to who you were when you first started. Now, this seems so obvious (laughs) because over the last four or five years, especially in Brand by Design and Brand by Design 101, Brand by Design being the mastermind, 101 being my signature course, where I help people essentially find their message, reveal their hidden potential and turn it into a brand. What I've heard over and over and over again is what you ultimately led me back to was what I was doing before the internet, before the online space, before what other people are doing conditioned me into something different. And I believe that is some of our deepest work as online entrepreneurs. I remember back when I was a personal trainer. I mean, I'm old enough where, you know, I started with dial up internet. (laughs) And when I was a personal trainer, I mean, I'm sure it was a thing, but I didn't know. I was just building my business by word of mouth. I was building my business locally from events and really organic marketing locally really at the end of the day. And I became known as the go-to person to kind of kick your ass and make you stronger for your chosen sport. You know, does that sound familiar? It sounds very similar to the thread I pull through even to this day. And when I got into the online space, it's a very different atmosphere. And let me know if you can feel this, or maybe you can even feel into this if you've had a brick and mortar business and now you're moving online or just even the energy of being online. It's a different energy because when I was building brick and mortar businesses, personal training businesses, holistic health and wellness businesses, I didn't have the influence of what was going on, right? 
often we don't today more so of course because of the impact of the internet and how it infiltrates every area of our lives but back then i mean we're looking at probably 10 you know 10 years ago would be roughly when i stopped doing it as a full-time gig because i had injured my back However, there wasn't the influence there was now. So I was kind of in my own bubble, doing what I wanted, doing what was right for me. And there wasn't as much conditioning as we experienced in the online space. Now in the online space, and I'm such a six line, so I'm going to use myself as an example here. When I entered the online space, there was then a lot of conditioning. And I want you to just breathe into that and feel into that yourself where Maybe when you first came into the online space, you were sure about what you wanted to do, or you were sure about your voice. You were sure about certain aspects of self, but you started to doubt yourself and maybe have shame around aspects of self because it's different than what other people are doing, or you're different than what other people are doing. You start to shave off pieces of yourself and who you be and what makes you stand out so that you could fit in. And I'm going to say that again, because I think that's so profound and important that we all feel into. And hey, I'm included in this message. Where are you shaving off pieces of yourself so that you do not stand out, but fit in? And within that, over time, getting one degree off track, one degree off track, which adds up. And eventually you have a brand and you have a business that maybe looks different than what is your unique path. Now, I want to say this because not only can we have shame or, or guilt or resentment towards ourselves or whatever, one, because we are different, we look different, we be different, we talk different, et cetera, than, you know, maybe the big names, I'm using quotation marks in your niche, in your space, but then we start to hold guilt, shame, resentment, overwhelm, and all of these feelings, maybe even stress because, oh my God, how'd that happen to me? How'd that happen to me? Right. And that was a piece of my journey, even just a year ago, where I thought, you know, my education's in psychology. I was a counselor. Mindset work is something that I've been doing for years and years, my entire career, really. And how did that happen to me? And so we can start to feel all those feelings, guilt, shame, resentment, whatever, overwhelm. And then those pile on instead of looking at it as, well, what if every step you took every step on your journey that has led you here now, where you are right now, whether where you are right now is where you want to be, where you thought you would be making what you wanted to make, making what you thought you would make, whatever the case may be, whether it is a reality or not that you felt was where you would be, where you are right now is exactly where you need to be to unlock that next level. Where you are right now is exactly where you needed to be. And each experience you went through was exactly the experience you needed to go through to gain the wisdom to ground you into that next level and to expand you into that next level and hold you within the wisdom and consciousness of that next level. Because it's so easy for us to look at if things didn't go how I thought they would go, well, then I was making not self decisions. If something didn't turn out how I thought it would turn out, then I was making not self decisions. If this is one I have heard a lot, if I go back and loop back to what I was doing previously, well, then that means all these decisions the last few years were not self decisions. And all of that has a certain connotation. It has a certain meaning to our subconscious mind because what we know about the not self is it's not you, it's not us. And so if it's not us and it's not you and they are quote unquote wrong decisions, 
again, it can trap us in feelings, experiences, identities, right? I'm a failure. I failed. These identities that don't serve, which then create stagnation, which then create lack of movement, which then create this almost feeling as if you're in quicksand of how do I even get out of this? And then the mindset spiral within that, right? Typically then we're mindset spiraling down rather than mindset spiraling up into potentiality and desire. So suffice to say, and what I really want the message to be today is the realization that just because something didn't look like you thought it would, or just because something was not the experience you had thought it would be, or just because you are looping back to what you were doing previously in your brand, it does not inherently mean that you made wrong decisions all along. And I really believe in entrepreneurship, especially in the age we are in today with the internet. If you are building a big brand, you're doing it publicly, your fails are public, your success is public, and everything else in between is public and up for judgment and up for criticism and up for public cancellation these days, but also up for people elevating you. It's the highs with the lows and the dark with the light and the night with the day. The reality is, you have to give yourself permission to move on what is true right now while maintaining openness and potentiality to shifts that may come, to different directions that may come, to realizations that, as my clients often say, what I was doing in the beginning was it all along and somewhere I got off track. And this has been something even myself I've been feeling into because you know, quite honestly, and I love sharing this, not just because I'm a six line, but because I want you guys to feel normal in the experience of entrepreneurship in an online space and in a world where it's very easy to feel like you're behind. It's very easy to feel like one day, if you just have the right mindset or you do enough healing or deconditioning, then you'll never make a wrong decision. Then you'll always be perfect in a world of lifestyle marketing in a world of perfection and perfected curated feeds. I hope to be that light in all of that, to be like, yeah, this is actually what you are going through is a normal part of the entrepreneurship journey. It is a normal part of being human and having a human experience. And it is a normal part of discovering who you are and what your higher path is as you move. And it's a continual unfolding. So what I've been, moving through the last year is actually when, well, I would say a year and a little bit, because we've been at the farm for just over a year now, is my entire world, you know, it's funny, I thought when we got the farm, it would put me more on purpose. And it would drive more of like a, a sense of, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but <sighs> I don't know the word I'm looking for, to be quite honest, but maybe momentum within my business or with everything in one spot, finally having the sanctuary, being able to grow the sanctuary, having the horses at home. I don't know. I, I just feel I had the expectation. And here's the thing, the expectation. And when we have expectations, that's usually where we set ourselves up for disappointment. That business would become easier. Ultimately, I think is what it was, even though I can't think of the actual word that that goes with the feeling that I had. And what I realized in buying the farm and, and starting the sanctuary was I actually didn't want to work. And I think it's so profound to even say that out loud because I didn't. I got the farm, I got the sanctuary, and truly all I wanted to do was be on the farm and be in the sanctuary. And I used a lot of my energy 
since moving into serving my clients, but not necessarily growing my brand. I haven't had an actual launch since we moved in. I've had casual launches, but I haven't actually put my full ass into a launch since we moved in. And it was a big realization for me the last year. And also, you know, I think our healing and our movement starts with being honest with self. And the honesty at the end of the day is, well, maybe I just want to sit and play with my chickens all day and play with the animals in the sanctuary all day. That ain't paying the bills. And I actually do love what I do. And the fact looking back on the last year where I got so much joy in serving my clients and seeing those breakthroughs and experiencing all of that that was going on with behind the scenes of the brand, it was also that confirmation that I love what I do and I love serving, right angle cross the service after all. And kind of coming to this gray zone of I, I do love what I do and I don't want to work. And that polarity and almost that push and pull internally within myself, that parts, if you will, if you know a parts therapy, that part of self that said, I love working. I find a lot of purpose in working. I love serving my clients. I'm someone that loves setting goals and striving for goals. I'm someone that truly believes that good people do great things with more money and resourced women, resourced good people change the world. I believe in all that. And then the other part of me that was like, yeah, but you have the sanctuary. You worked your entire life for this. This is a moment. Just spend every moment with the animals. Just spend every moment with them. And it was this almost identity crisis, if I'm being honest. Since we got the farm, there was that big piece of me that was like, but I want the identity of the farmer. I want the identity of the sanctuary runner. And I do I even want? And that question of do I even want the identity of CEO anymore? And then that also <laughs> honest self-reflection of, well, yeah, I'm not naturally wealthy. I don't come from a wealthy family. I don't have millions of dollars just sitting there in the bank. And there's there's got to be an income source that comes in. So that sitting with and being present in the void, which was very much the void, and maybe you can feel that right now with yourself of, well, what does this look like moving forward for me? And there was a lot of playing and having fun the last year. There was a lot of just bringing out offers that really express different areas of my multidimensionality and different ways I can support clients within the same overarching brand of, which my brand message has always been the same, even when I was a personal trainer of, you can create a life wilder than your dreams and go for the most audacious goals simply by changing your identity, simply by moving on what is true right now. My overarching message has always been the same. I mean, my personal trainer was stronger and it was about building stronger bodies, building stronger minds and achieving the impossible. And when I got into business, it was very much the same as well, achieving the impossible, building stronger minds, building stronger bodies, if you will, building stronger souls. If you look at my human design chart, it is all about my genius ideas come from correcting the patterns to create better, quote unquote, better men and women. And that's been such a theme throughout my entire life, even if it has taken a slightly different message depending on my niche and depending what business I was building at the time. So I guess what I want to present to you today is if you are feeling a pivot or you're feeling like you are in the darkest of voids where it seems like the sun will never shine again, 
I feel you. You are not alone. You are 100% normal. That is 100% normal. And there will be light again. I can promise you that. And sometimes that light is looking back at what did I do before when I was lit up and I did it because I loved it and I did it because I was passionate about it. And before the time, and this is not to say don't worry about KPIs and don't worry about building the brand and all the strategy goes with that. However, what often happens is, and I can raise my hand guys, in support of building a brand, you get off track of what the original message was. Right. So your message starts to shift to build the brand versus creating the strategy and the messaging around who you be and what you want to teach in. And it's a slight shift, but it's a profound shift, especially for us that are deeply attuned to spirit, deeply attuned to our intuition and instinct and who identify as very spiritual beings. We're going to feel that small nuance and it's going to negatively impact our health. It's going to negatively impact how we show up in all areas of life, including our brand. And sometimes that I don't feel creative or I'm lacking creativity or I don't want to show up is just because the message you're bringing forward is maybe even one degree off. And we can often track that in your human design body graph in BG5. It's your success codes. We can often see where you're going to get off track. And for me, I have the channel of judgment going up into depth with 16 undefined. So one, I can get in these loops, not self loops. I, I often call it going ass over tea kettle into the open gate on the other side of all that definition. I can go ass over tea kettle into that gate 16 of skills. What skills do I need? And not just what skills do I need as a CEO and a brand owner, but what skills do my clients need? And here's the thing. With my body graph, I have definition for the channel of judgment. So correcting patterns, correcting collective patterns, it's collective circuitry and 48, which is depth. My strength is helping my clients with depth. It is not in skills, (laughs) right? Where we're undefined, we sell through our openness. That's where we, we are wise. However, we leverage our definition as our strengths to serve people, all right? So you serve and you differentiate yourself through your definition and you sell through your openness. And so when I go ass over tea kettle into the 16, and we can track this in your body graph as well, when I go ass over tea kettle there, it start, I start to look at what skills am I lacking and what skills are my clients lacking or what skills are those my niche lacking. But really, I'm here to help people find their depth. And it was this realization in my dream last night. And I hope this is opening up using my body graph as an example, opening up where things may be getting sticky, tricky, resistant for you in your own body graph. Something that came through last night was even just as lucid dreaming back into my past as a counselor and the depth I brought to the role and how I helped youth and adults and even children. I worked in the children's area of counseling for some time, how I helped them find and remember who they were beyond the conditioning, beyond the labels society had given them and the depth within that, like going into their inner well. And I realized, and again, it was very interesting, the dream I had where I was just like walking through the different stages of my life. And I got to the point where I started my online business. And while yes, I was known as the human design queen, I am still known as the human design queen. 
what ultimately my business was based on then was manifesting a life wilder than your dreams. And I always say to my clients, if we are saying you desire a life wilder than your dreams, it has to come from the quantum field. It has to come from the unknown. It has to come from beyond what the mind can create because it's wilder than your dreams. And so it really brought me back to when I started out where yes, human design was a core tool I used. However, really what I was doing was mindset work and manifestation work with my clients. That was a period of time where I was at rock bottom in corporate and I'll retell that story. I haven't told it in a long time. Um, and I think it's an important story to tell. However, I was at a point in corporate where I didn't know what I was going to do. Like I had hit rock bottom. I was on a short list for a psychiatrist because I was so deeply depressed. I wasn't sleeping. My anxiety was through the roof. I was having panic attacks, like chest tightness. It was just a really bad time. And I had what I call my come to Jesus moment where I literally just broke down on my bathroom floor one day, realizing that I was made for more, realizing that I had to take action on something, but I didn't know what it was. And I looked myself in the eyes in the mirror and I was a hot mess and sobbing. And the next day, the next day, maybe a couple of days later, but it was within the next couple of days that I was just Googling like quantum physics and manifestation. I don't even know where that came from and happened upon human design. And that was really, and I'm going to tell you guys now that I've, I've recounted a little bit of the story, I think it's important to do a podcast episode on it strictly. That was the catalyst for everything. And I started teaching people essentially as I went and evolved and started growing and building and scaling online and really rewiring my identity. I mean, at the end of the day, I knew how to do this, right? That's where I was seeing a lot of guilt and shame comes from. I, my background's in psychology for crying out loud. And that's what I would tell myself. You were a counselor for crying out loud. Like this should be second nature. How'd you get where you were? So in hitting rock bottom, as we say in BG5, your mess is your message. I integrated my old tools from counseling days with new tools of spirituality and law of attraction and manifestation to ultimately create the life of my dreams. And in a much faster time than I ever imagined, I assumed that we would have at least another five years before we could get a farm. And here we are. So I got away from that message though. And I think, and I'm going to just, you know, there's no script right now. I think what a big piece of it is, and correct me if I'm wrong, or you know, you don't have to correct me because at the end of the day, I'm sure this is true for someone, <laughs> might not be true for you, is we get into a space of, you always have to be evolving who you work with, you always have to be evolving who you serve, you always have to be evolving, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's not necessarily true. Sometimes our message is meant to stay with us. And I believe I got away from a core message where, I got overly heavy in the business strategy and I love it. I'm really great at it, yet that wasn't my path. And that's where I started to use that sacral energy in a way that wasn't right for me. So it felt like, well, I don't want to be a CEO anymore. It felt like I don't want to show up anymore. It felt like this fighting and resistance between the parts of self because part of me wanted to just be a farmer and have the sanctuary and kind of like turn off our internet <laughs> and retire at my age. And the other part of me was like, yeah, but you love serving. Look how much you, it gives you purpose and lights you up when you get on a call with a client. And I started to look at, and this is what I encourage you to do. Look at, deconstruct, where are you lit up? Look at, deconstruct, where was I and what was I teaching before it became about other things? 
Because when you get off track of that core message, that's where shit hits the fan. It's not that you don't worry about scaling. It's not that you don't worry about marketing. It's not that you don't worry about those things. The problem is when you get off track and you put scaling first over what is my message, or you allow that distraction from your openness to pull you off track. Or like me, as an example, I was letting the distraction of what skills, not just myself, but do other people need to be successful in business. When really what I'm here to do is help people find depth, not give them skills. <laughs> I'm here to help people find their depth and who they be and create ultimately, if we're stealing from human design right now from my body graph, better men and women. And to me, that means better men and women in terms of resourced men and women. Better men and women in terms of next level self men and women. And what that means in creating a life wilder than your dreams, because this is where I think a lot of people also get off track. That looks different for everyone. That is not the same for everyone. It might be a multiple seven big figure business for one person. It might be being the best mom ever for another person. It might be building the sanctuary for one person. It might be traveling the world for another person. It might be becoming a politician so you can have change at that level for someone else, but ultimately manifesting a life wilder than your dreams, creating a life where you are in service to your dreams, not your drama, which is where so many people get caught up is, and all you guys, if you've been around for a while, you know that saying, I say it all over the time, fight, fight for your dreams as much as you fight for your drama. So the practical steps I want you to take away today, if you are feeling a pivot, if you are feeling like you are in the void, first of all, sometimes you just have to be in the void. That is your mess is your message. This last year, I would not have this fire and passion. It's going to make me emotional. I'm not an even emotional authority. I'm not even emotional. This last year had to happen. I had to go through that void. I had to question it all to be here now sharing this wisdom for you and with you and in service to the whole, in service to the collective as a very collective chart and collective incarnation cross. I had to go through it. And not only that, but it gives me that much more grounding and power and passion and purpose within the message that ultimately has been the core of everything I've done, which is mindset, identity work, creating that identity, that core identity that allows you to manifest a life wilder than your dreams. And it really, ultimately, we have to laugh at ourselves because when you get down to that core piece, you'll realize it's not actually much off track from what you're talking about now. It never is. It's a small nuance, it's a small shift, but that small nuance and small shift opens up the floodgates to everything else. Because this is ultimately what I do in my containers. It's not really about the branding, it's not really about the line this, line that, and business strategy, it's about the mindset. And so it's just coming back to that in my content, it's coming back to that as an overarching theme in the brand. So one, I want you to look at, one, if I'm in the void, can I be present to it? Not being complacent within it, okay? So I wanna just say that it's being present to it without being complacent within it. Because being complacent within the void just means like lying around like a slug and hoping that the insights will just come. If you have a brand, I recommend even in the void, keep showing up. If people want to judge you, let them judge you. Launch things, keep going, keep moving because it's actually that movement that's going to create clarity. Unless there really is this need to, I have some clients and some people in my network that are taking sabbaticals, like complete sabbaticals. 
I mean, we could argue that the last year has basically been one in my brain because I haven't officially launched anything with my full ass in a year or over a year. So if you need that, take that. And often I just want to present to you that it can, if you don't have an established brand at this time, an established name, taking that time off and disappearing can be a massive detriment to your brand. It works a lot better if you're already a name people are seeking out because they're going to keep seeking you out while you're gone to see where you went. So if you are newer, I do recommend just show up, launch things as they come through, trust as they come through and continually be open to what you are being guided into, what universe, God, source, however you want to identify is guiding you into in this next evolution of self. And it might loop you back around. It reminds me of when Scott and I go hiking and you know, you hit one of these trails that it loops you back around where you started, but you had to go what beautiful scenery using that hiking as an example, what beautiful scenery you saw on your way back to the start, what beautiful experiences you had and memories you have and wisdom you gained while you were on that journey back to the start. If you never started, you would have never seen that. You would never experience that. But so many people just never start out of fear of looping back around, out of fear of messing up, out of fear of stumbling and falling, out of fear of getting tired. You're going to get tired. You're going to fall on your face. You're going to trip. You're going to stop to look at the scenery, to watch the river flow. You're going to have an experience, but that experience is preparing you for coming back to who you always were with more fucking passion and fire and conviction than you've ever had. More wisdom, strengths, depth, skills than you've ever had before. And if you're under shit, I'd even say under 70, if you feel as though you're meant to have it all figured out, think again. Often what we've done is say, screw the conditioning that tells me in high school, I need to know the rest of my life. Screw the condition that told me in university, I had to know what I was supposed to do for the rest of my life. But then we have the spiritual awakening. We decide that all of a sudden we're supposed to know what we're doing for the rest of our lives. <laughs> so ridiculous, right? And anything worth creating comes from the quantum field. Everything worth creating has not yet been in existence. So trust that, wait for that, be present to that and enjoy the journey while you go because it is about the journey. It is about the scenery, the experiences, the memories, the people you meet, the animals you see, the signs you've experienced, all of it, that when you come back and you finally have that aha moment, it's going to feel so fucking good it's going to be the breakthrough that's going to bring you to your knees, bring you to tears. It's going to be the parting of the clouds you've been wishing for. But you had to go on that entire experience to get there. You had to experience it all to have the wisdom that you gained. So don't look down on this time. Don't look down on this version of self. And if anyone dare look down on you for going through that journey publicly, they weren't meant for you anyway. Bless and release. Let them find someone else because I'm telling you, people that have the audacity to judge you are not people you want in your community anyway. That's why I've always been so passionate about transparency and building my brand. I don't want to be seen as perfect. I don't want to be looked up to as perfect. I want to be looked up to as a fucking human, having a human experience as a spiritual being, trying to figure out what this life is about and remember who I am. And at the same time, do it publicly. That's what I want. And I don't want to create a brand where people hold me to a standard of perfection. And I've done that at one point and it doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve the people in my life. 
and doesn't serve the people that end up in my world because I'm just not for them. So compassion for self is going to be huge during this period for yourself. So if you're in the void, keep showing up. I really believe that one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. It's like you're walking through a forest with a lantern in your hand. You will likely only be able to see the foot in front of you. That is okay. Keep going anyway. You are not going to be led off the cliff by spirit, by soul, by God, by the universe, by source. Again, however you identify, you're not going to be led off the cliff. You're going to be led exactly where you need to go. So trust that. Number two, look at, if you're really stuck, look at what was I doing? What was I saying? What was my message? What was my brand story before I started making it out to be something else? Before I started putting shoulds and needs and have tos, before I started looking external on, you know, what would other people approve of me if I taught? What would allow me to fit in? How could I prove myself, right? Undefined ego. What can I say that won't trigger the emotional wave of others? Undefined solar plexus, not self. What can I, what direction can I go that'll get me a seat at the right table? Or what identity can I have that'll get me a seat at the right table? Not self, G center. So when we come back to that and we start to contemplate without that pressure to figure it out, because you're not going to figure it out right away, probably. <laughs> but that contemplation point of what was I doing originally? I can nearly guarantee that's where your breakthrough is going to be. I can nearly guarantee you're going to go back to what you were doing before there was layers of conditioning on what you thought you had to do to be successful or to be seen or to not rock the boat or whatever, right? Wherever your conditioning is coming from. So looking at that, contemplating on that. Three, I want you to start recording your dreams. I'm a big believer. My clients know I'm a huge believer in dream journals and having them beside the bed. Keep a dream journal beside the bed because I'm telling you, one, I always celebrate if I go through periods of insomnia because I often find it's source, the universe, higher self, if you will, that is taking away that sleep, taking away that, that energy to overthink and is putting me in such a depleted state, really, in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night. <laughs> I won't sing anymore for you. But putting me in such a depleted state in the middle of the night where it's like, I can't help but access what needs to be there. I can't help but access what's been trying to come through. So celebrate where you are. Even if it feels like, geez, like I'm not sleeping, you know, whatever. Celebrate where you are. Keep a dream journal because I'm telling you, likely you're going to get signs when the mind's not involved, right? I find often signs... For example, angel numbers or seeing animals. When we set this, like if I see a butterfly, the only thing that can happen with that I find is the mind gets involved and the mind starts to curate the not self mind. You know, for example, if I say, you know, I'm going to see a squirrel. I mean, I'm really, I'm going to see a fucking squirrel. I'm in Ontario, Canada, and you know, they're all over here. Now, if I said a peacock, it might be a little less, but maybe not because I'm in a lot of chicken groups and poultry groups. But the point is, I find the dream world can be the best mirror, the best veil lifter and opportunity for us to really access what's going on in the subconscious mind. So keep a dream journal. And number four, I want to say is your personality always creates your personal reality 100% of the time. And this is something I've said continuously. It's something, such a simple statement that's changed so many clients' lives because often we try to change the external world 
before we change the internal, but it's actually in changing the internal world, your core identity that the external changes. So I want you to start guarding the gates of your mind like your life depends on it. I want you to pay attention to the words you say, and I want you to watch. Are you saying things like, I just find it really hard. Well, that's an identity. I'm someone that finds it really hard to blink, whatever the case may be. And I want you to start paying attention to the stories you tell yourself, and I want you to rewrite them. And this might look like in the beginning, having a journal and once a day, sit down with your journal and write out the dominating thoughts that you've had throughout the day. And a lot of them aren't going to be conscious. A lot of them are going to be unconscious. And you're going to start to notice them come up when you start to sit down and you go, oh my goodness, I was thinking that all day. Holy crap, right? We predominantly have the exact same thoughts every single day. And the problem is those thoughts are what is creating your reality. It's not the bad day. It's not the bad month. It's not the momentary moments where you're struggling. It's the predominant subconscious thoughts that dictate your personality, that dictate your actions, that dictate your entire life. So we want to make the unconscious conscious. As Carl Jung says, and I can't remember the direct throat, the direct quote, However, he says something along the lines of as long as the unconscious thoughts stay there, they control our life and we call it fate. So bringing those thoughts to your conscious awareness are going to be really important. Your personality creates your personal reality. So who do you need to be to create something different? Something I say with my clients is because often people say, well, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what it means to have a multiple seven figure business. I don't know what it means to have X, Y and Z or be X, Y and Z because, well, I've never been that. And that is the paradox, right? Of well, I've never been there, so how do I know? So a fun way, if a lot of my clients know I'm big on pop culture <laughs> references, is I like to look at, okay, what would like Taylor Swift do? What would Beyonce do? What would The Rock do? And use, sometimes just borrow that identity from people you look up to in pop culture, maybe politics or whatever the case may be, but almost borrow that identity for yourself and filter your thoughts through the lens of, is this the identity that so-and-so would have to achieve what they have achieved? And you can make a fun game of it and pick someone you really like. And I just find one, it takes pressure off using pop culture, but two, it really does start to get you thinking, right? Maybe you get up tired one day, you didn't sleep well, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, I don't have to work on my business because I'm tired. Well, is that what Taylor Swift would do? Is that, you know, I just think back to her quote from the Super Bowl where Travis says she must be tired and there's a hot mic around them. And she, she said, jet lag is a choice, right? Are you mind over matter or matter over mind? Really? And that's what she's saying is it's mind over matter. It's a choice to be tired. So that mindset of, well, would Taylor Swift just be like, oh, whatever. Like I'm way too tired today to go on stage. Well, no, of course not. Or I'm way too tired today to show up to the Super Bowl. Or, I'm way too tired today to go to that commitment. Of course she wouldn't. Yet we want the results of someone like her without the mindset of someone like her. So anyway, to wrap that up, use someone, it's a lot of fun. It takes the pressure off. It makes it more of a game than anything else, but you can use someone, a celebrity as an example of what would so-and-so do. And within that, that is much of the work I do with my clients is helping them create and rewire their mind into that next level identity. All right. I think that's all I want to say for you guys today. I gave you guys a lot of work. <laughs> There's a lot of work in this episode, but I think the main message of this episode is have some freaking compassion for self. You are a human. Yes, you are a spiritual being, but you came here for the human experience, which includes duality, which includes 
all of it, all of the emotions. And that's why you came here. That's why you are here at this time. So have some compassion for self as you move through this while also holding your feet to the fire. That is a statement my clients will recognize. I always say, hold your feet to the fire while also having that compassion for self, which means don't get complacent. Still move, still hold your feet to the fire of what is true right now and take action from there. All right, my friends, if you enjoyed this episode, give it a share over on Instagram at Ashley Brianna Eve, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys.